GXP Podcast. Chatting with the coolest people from across the Midwest who do some awesome things. We've been at this a minute. <laughs> and that's the podcast. Thanks for coming out. See you next year. Yeah, we love it. Now, here's your host, Brian Lee. Welcome to the GXP Podcast, ladies and gentlemen, Generation X Productions. Thanks for listening, everybody that has been listening so far. You guys are amazing, and uh, we're at the point that we're six months in, and you guys have blown this up. Uh, it's not about me, or it's more about my guests and uh, the people I have on with me, and thank you guys for listening. Uh, we got Peter Wilcox with us. Yep. I'm Brian Lee. Ladies and gentlemen, our guest of the evening is Mr. Motherfucking Rain Sackett! Rain ah. Sackett! How you guys doing? Thank you for having yes. me. Yes! Podcast world, this is my first time. I'm a virgin. This is your first podcast? I am a virgin. Oh, we're popping that cherry. It is being yeah. popped right now. <laughs> yes! And I'm glad Pete Wilcox and I are the ones here to pop your cherry. I mean, because if there's anybody else out there to pop your cherry, it'd be us. You know I mean? Appreciate it. Thank you. I'm respectful. I love it. It's fine. No, we popped his chair. Yeah. I didn't know this This was your first, man. I was driving over here. I had a lot of questions that I was asking myself, and I realized I can't answer my own questions. So, got here. Here we are. And we've known each other a long time. Man, you've known everybody. So I've I know. I've gone through thing. and listened to a lot of your podcasts, <laughs> and you know everybody. For a long time, but yeah, yeah, ah, uh, man, and I've known your name for even that much longer, so it's kind of crazy because I was thinking about when I first heard your name because you know the story behind. I thought your last name was Lee because of Brian Lee. No, that is not the issue. No, my so, last name isn't Lee actually. Yeah. Um, and I learned that the hard way, but uh, my guy Brandon Boggs. I love Brandon at uh, Penguins. Yeah, and used to bring home your CDs and just rock <laughs> the, the Arctic hell out Bird of flavor. Man, he used to rock. <laughs> yes, the Arctic Bird flavor. And he always volume had, two, volume two <laughs> had some crazy stories. So yes, he loved Penguins. He loved you, and that's how I originally first heard your name. And then when you were rocking it out at the uh, bar, Bricks, I think it yeah. was or whatever. Mm-hmm. But we never officially met. Maybe five years ago, or ish. Um, yeah, maybe around then. I think you know. So, um, I I've always known your name. Everybody's always so, throwing out your name and everything. And uh, it was one of these things. I'm like, I gotta know this guy. And uh, once I met you, I realized why I needed to know you because you're such a good dude, man. Thank you. You're such and a great plus, dude. there's only one Reigns, right? Do Reigns. you guys know anybody else named Reigns? No. So when I tell people my name, they're like, okay, really? No. What's your first name? I'm like, no, that is my first name. Reigns. They always think it's my last name. Dude, you had some cool parents, huh? Uh, From the 60s. Yeah. They uh, used to rock out the little parties and do all that 60s stuff. They went over to France and did their (laughs) little choking (laughs) over there with some magic dust or whatever my dad was into back in the day. And they heard that last name, 
and they brought it back and gave it to me. So, dude, it's a good first name, man. It's a super love my parents, respect to them. Uh, super but, cool first name, man. Super cool. Like I got Brian, and the only thing my parents said different is they spelled it with a Y. So now everybody yeah. spells my name wrong for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> That's a true story. That is true. They Just can't fuck up Pete. Yeah. They can't fuck up Pete. And when you say Reigns, people are like, "Wait, what?" Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I get called out for it, and they have no clue what the hell they're talking about. So I try to correct it. Yeah. Is it R A I N E S? There it is. Yeah. Yes. Super cool, man. Um, you know, you're a, a fellow DJ in the community here. A hell of a DJ. You, you've you been killing it uh, with your production company here over the past 10 years. Um, how did you get started? So this last spring was my 15th year. What? And so yeah. Whoa. a long story short, I mean, just like you back when you were growing well, first of all, I didn't know you were part of radio stations and stuff when you were in high school and yeah. stuff. So yeah. you took your stuff to a next level. But high school, I was always the person that was trying to have the parties. Where'd you go to high school? Man, I'm class of Regis. Ah, 95. Yeah. See, we graduated Xavier in 99. Yes. So yeah. I went to Johnson, then I went to McKinley. And my parents were like, nope, you got to go to Regis. Yes. But they, they told Catholic me. Catholic boys. If if I Raise went up. one year and I didn't like it, that I was allowed to go back to Wash. But I was like, after my first year, like, nope, I'm staying. And I love it. Yeah, there's so, so many more drugs at Regis. <laughs> <laughs> We, we we had to worry about tucking our shirts in and yeah. stuff. So, yeah, everything. When was I first went to Xavier, like, I couldn't have sideburns or facial hair. Like, I had to shave every single day. You look professional, yeah. No, you did, too. Yeah, we you, all looked you know, good. And yeah. there was times where Mrs. Schmidt would oh, give oh, me a razor. <laughs> she would give me a razor and go, Mr. Roney, <laughs> your 5 o'clock shadow is way past 5 o'clock. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I had to go in the bathroom and shave with no shaving cream. <laughs> Just dry. Which I don't dry. use. No, no, hot water. Which I don't use to this day. I haven't used shaving cream in over 20 years. Yeah, soap, right? For my head. Just soap, right? No. No, no. no. What? No, I got dollarshaveclub.com, man. Yeah, we're all bald here. Dude, I just use Dollar Shave Club, uh, cl- club, club razors, razors, and I just shave that shit in hot water. Uh, no, hot water. negative. You got to use the gel. No, I use the balm afterwards. To the nuts. I'm, I'm going to put gel on use, it. I don't use any gel. Mm. And maybe that's why. <laughs> Your head hurts so bad. Yeah, that's why. There's no bumps. So There's then no you're bumps. Good. Then yeah. you're good. But anyhow, uh, you went to Regis. So, class of 95. And, uh, man, so I used to be I the guy. I didn't think you were that much older than me. Wait. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> you're, you're 24? Ah, 25. Yes, yes. We're good. Yeah, because my kid turns 15 here next week. You, you are a young actioneer. Yeah, hit the bottom of that microphone, will you? There you go. It's all buzzing. Something's buzzing. Mine's buzzing. Uh, I'm not hearing anything. We're good, man. Anything? Yeah, no. No, but I, I've oh, got there to. I, there it is. I've got to ask you. So you were in, like, the prime at Regis. Then. If you went to Regis. So there were two um, world-class athletes that went through Regis at oh, that time. Shit. There was a Super Bowl yeah. quarterback champion and oh. a PGA Masters tour. Zach Johnson. And Kurt Warner. Did you know either of those guys? So, Zach Johnson, yes. But I was actually in two of his classes, but 
you probably wouldn't know me by name. I don't care if he knows you. Did you what did you see about him? I mean, he was always just a good dude. We're going to get him on here one of these times. He was quiet. <laughs> yeah. And he wasn't one of those obnoxious. Well, so was Maria, too, his sister. Yeah. Because she graduated with us. Yeah. Your class. Oh, yeah. that much younger. Because yeah. he was a year up on me ah. or whatever on 94, I think. So, um, what about Brian Wilkin? Brian. So he was also, I went to, <laughs> man. Okay. So my cousin. <laughs> So my cousin Ty Moline and my wife Rita Niemer were class of 89 or 90, which that's what Brian Wilkin was. Okay, because he was backup for, for Kurt. Was he? Yeah. Uh, really? Yeah I, think, yeah, I think he was. That's yeah. the story because he tells anyways. <laughs> just go with it. I'm not trying to say I yes or no. I love Brian Wilkin. So, He's a great dude. You no, know, that whole I family is awesome yeah. and stuff. And um, so Barry was the youngest brother yep. as far as yep. I know. And he was um, two, two years or a year under me or whatever, but good family and stuff. And they went to school with the football player. So that's, I mean, Rita's uh, told me stories that, I mean, and she said that he was always a good dude and that he wasn't cocky and stuff. And that he was always kind of really the honestly, like they are church going now. She said that they are, they were, he was like that back in high school and stuff. Like, right. yeah, but what does church going have to do with anything? I mean, honestly. well, no, because he's always pushing and stuff. I mean, oh, they okay. are very, yeah. I mean, he does his quarterback. Right. I mean, it's, it's Sunday night football or whatever he was doing. And then, yeah, we're going to church. You're I mean, talking about Kurt Warner. Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. His, well, they had the, uh, what was it? Uh, he's got Warner. a house here in Cedar Rapids. Well, yeah. Uh, out there by Usher's Ferry. And they did that, what was it, Warner Flakes or something? Um, yeah, what was the Wheaties box. Or Wheaties, yeah. yeah. Yeah, No, I mean, I mean, the guy had a great run, and he killed it. Uh, you know, but... Yeah, a, a, a Super Bowl it, champion, dude. Three times, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, you know, and yeah, he's got a house here in Cedar Rapids, but so does Ashton Kutcher out in North Liberty. And yeah. uh, Elijah Wood apparently lives here as well, too. You know yeah. why people come back to Iowa? Because I love it. Because it's fucking awesome. And it's, keep I mean, your feet to the ground, it and it so is what it is. so chill and cool and cheap as fuck. It is cheap yeah. as fuck to live here. I, I am born and raised, and I have no desire to leave whatsoever. So uh, my wife's family lives out in California, and she's talked about going out to Cali. And I've got friends that have gone out to Cali and Philly. I'm like, no. I'm staying where I'm comfortable and I'm good. So, and I mean, Iowa is Iowa. Uh, I mean, I know growing up or whatever, you always fight to try to find something to do or get into, but uh, you make the most of it and you are what you put into it. Um, but as far as like yeah. family and schools and life in general, Dude, look at, look at, we're, we're the absolute proof of what you are, what you put into it. You know what I'm saying? Like we both made businesses out of thin air and are making money with it. And it's th thriving, man. It yeah. does not You're slow killing down. right now. Yeah. Man, and it's uh and the the now go to, I mean, most like the the go to weddings, they want that barn kind of yeah. uh harvest kind of feel or whatever yeah. and stuff. So we're better. We should probably try to find a barn. Man, I've thought about doing you venues know? and stuff. I and have too, and it's and it's hard to. That's a lot of money you got to put into it. 
a lot. A huge investment. Yeah, it is 100%. You know, Phil Panky just did that with the venue out there at Butcher Block. Uh, Off Boyson Road, dude, right? Yeah. Uh, great venue. And, uh, you know, uh, unique events. Uh, you know, they got the place downtown. And, you know, they, I mean, that's the, the, those are the type of things that I'm like, hey, good job, guys. Damn it. I wish I would have thought of that earlier. But maybe you and I could sit down and talk and say, hey, let's get a venue together, man. It would be definitely the thing to go to because they're always, the venue, besides the DJ and, I mean, there's so Catering. many different little things Catering, to think flowers, about. flowers, lighting, so, all that stuff. Yeah. But we, we could take care of all of that. And now... <clears throat> Let's 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 boast up, uh, you know, your company real quick here. Let's talk about your company, um, and it's called Encore Entertainment. And yay, I got a little, and I got a little sidetracked or whatever. But yeah, so I was the guy back in high school. Yeah, we started talking about high school, and then I started going down memory lane. But so I was the guy in high school that used to rock out the parties and used to enjoy just putting on a show. And then I used to make my little cheap little CDs of music and stuff or whatever. Um, <laughs> when you could burn them. Yeah. Man, I was just rocking out the burn CDs and yeah. stuff. And I had a tower with six CD yeah. burners in it. I, 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 didn't, I didn't have yeah. it that level. I was doing one by one. <laughs> well, yes. Whatever. So Dude, I, I did 100,000 copies of digital. <laughs> black and white. I've done like maybe uh, – 35 total. <laughs> yeah. But I, I mean, used to handwrite them and I just used to love making my own playlist. And then um, when my wife and I decided to kind of go down that lane of getting married and going through stuff, we went through such havoc with our DJ. We ended up uh, taking them to small claims, which we ended up on the Judge Mathis show over it. Yeah, are you serious? Yes. Yeah. Oh, so I gotta man, look that up. dude, I mean, it's it's a great episode. I gotta look that. It up. was Judge kind of, Mathis. Judge Mathis, and I thought when I got the letter in the mail, I was like, "Am I being Ashton Kutcher punked?" Yes. I thought it was a joke. Yes. But then I did my investigating, and then I called the company and stuff, and I'm like, "Is this for real?" And they're like, yes. And so long story short, they they have – if you f file small claims, they have their people that look online for this stuff, that look for these shows oh, wow. and stuff. And then so they said, hey, come here. And I'm like, well, why would <clears throat> – Where would you I'm, have to go? Chicago. Oh, so well, that's my, not bad. Yeah. But I was like, if I'm suing you, why would you want to be on TV? So the company pays for – they, they give you a, a little reimbursement of amount of money for everyone that's on the show. They pay for your flight. They pay for your hotel. And then if I'm suing you for something, if you lose, the company pays the bill. Yes. So yes. Wait a minute. So they pay the bill of the people who loses? Yes. So, so I was suing my <clears throat> DJ company. Yeah. And I, we won our case, and they paid – the amount wrote us a check yes so the dj company didn't have to pay they didn't lose anything just face that's yeah. why those shows that's why are they so do it and that was from cedar rapids God. here that company was from cedar rapids so it was actually out of quad cities or uh, whatever and that company i've never heard of them before because i watched your episode like three times um and they had a little spot. you had hair and everything man I, <laughs> it's been like 16 17 17 years ish 16 you look you still look good so, I mean, well on. i wear hats yeah. so to try to bl not blind people with the shininess and stuff. So, hey, we love the shininess. I love that's it. That's what I go with. Yeah. So, yeah. and the wife can't pull me by my hair anymore. So, we're good. 
So. Does she do that? <laughs> oh, she, she now it's by the ear, just like my mom used to do back uh, in the you day. You heard this, oh, right? Oh. Yeah, you heard this. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> kind of sexy. Like, I'm just, I've, yeah, you're all turned on by sexy. it. Sexy. Pull me by You don't know ears. Rita. She would fuck oh, you up. My oh. wife, <laughs> man, my wife is Lebanese. She does not play. Oh, so, okay. I've had one. Rita, I love you. Oh, yeah. I'm with good. You. Now I understand. What's your background, Reigns? I don't know your ancestry. So I'm actually adopted, and uh, oh, okay, man. So my, my my parents are are my parents. I was adopted from day one, and uh, my mom had me do that uh, ancestry.com sure. or whatever to find out. And uh, I haven't gotten back online. I I did it a year ago, and I haven't looked. Do you do you not want to know? Ish. I mean, I always, I mean, it's in the back of your mind and stuff, but it's like one of those things that I've gone this long that, I mean, my friends always like, oh, you you must have a little bit of Mexican or a little Italian or something in you. And I just like to keep the games guessing or whatever. Sure. um, I don't know either, to be honest with you. I mean, I I know what my family has told me and, uh, you know, both sides, but I, I, I really don't know. And to be honest with you, I don't care to know. I really don't. You are who you are. Man. No, exactly. you know, yeah. it, you know. A lot of people are like, "Well, you got to be like Puerto Rican." I'm like, "What?" Because I'm bald and I look like fucking pitbull. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, you know, people just assume that I'm not just Caucasian. No, I'm probably fucking Caucasian. Yeah. I'm probably a hundred percent white. I'm probably Irish, German, and Bohemian. And uh, if but you don't like me for that, opinion, fuck it. So, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like. You yeah, know? yeah, but I kind of, yeah, no, no. What were you gonna say? No, no, I, what I, I you know, say, come Pete. on. I, I hate that though. That the, the Caucasian, so black, the the blacks get this too, right? So if you're Nigerian and um, you're from Congo and you're from uh, um, Nigeria, uh, whatever, you know, it that's a lot of shit going on right there, and they just say you're black. The same kind of thing goes with when you're white. Like if you're German, you're Finnish, and you're Norwegian, it's like it's you're just white. Like you actually explain it. So like there's a thing on an application. But there's a lot of fucking shit going on. You fill out and it says it says white and then parentheses Caucasian. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, but what if you look white? Like uh, we had a guest on uh, Boo Kilo. Right. And yeah. he's like, I'm half Mexican and he looked just as white as me. And I'm like, I would never have guessed that. Yeah. But See, that's it's, his heritage. It's you know? messed up because Arabic is white. Yeah. No. Oh, and, no. Man, I mean, respect to Rita's family. I mean, they came over from Lebanon and stuff and they lived well, in Lebanese is not white, dude. It's Arabic, that's what it's on. That's and I'm brown like, skin, dude. So there's, I'm like, there's no way about the color of the skin, because there's a lot of Arabic people that look just like us. You know what I'm saying? That doesn't mean that they're Caucasian. though. I know. I know. Caucasian, I think is a melting pot of America. I'm just saying like, if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're from Norway, you think a certain, you think a certain way. But if you're German, uh, you're going to take over the goddamn world at some point. And that's 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 far fig nugen. Yeah. Okay, but we probably all have you and I probably both have German in us, and that's I mean I know my family does. Anybody with this, my no, my last name is yeah. You know it was Roni, and they it used to be O'Rooney, so it's actually Irish. But there's probably German in there somewhere. The Germans crossed the canal, and, and they, they fucked f- a lot of Irish girls. <laughs> I mean, man. <laughs> 
They're just banging I'm just out. Just saying. Hey, good for them. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. who wouldn't want to bang an Irish girl? Have you honest? heard an Irish girl's accent recently? Yeah. <laughs> They're fucking sexy, man. They're sexy as shit. Oh, fucking give it to me. Oh, give it my to me good. God. Oh. oh, my God. I'm not sure what YouTube channels you guys are watching, but <laughs> let me know so I can tune in. It's not YouTube. It's... Never mind. Uh, but... <laughs> Never mind. No, but, yeah. So hey, your wife has got some Middle Eastern in her, right? Oh, I mean, hopefully she just got me, but... <laughs> Rita, I love you. He's got jokes. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot we're getting videotaped. I'm so grounded when I get home. Or at least tomorrow. So, but. Uh, you know what? But your no, wife loves you, dude. She's good. She's dude, good. Dude, you man. guys have a great thing going. Uh, Our kids dance together. Yes. Oh. And uh, that's where we became close. Um, over the past uh, <clears throat> four or five years here, now that uh, we're at extensions. Rocking out the dance competition. I wish I could do more. Um, you know, like with the dance dance stuff, but uh, I bring beer when I can. <laughs> you hey, know, <laughs> that's all you got to do. Well, and I just feel bad because like there's certain things that happen that I'm like, I don't have a T-shirt, uh, but I wasn't here for the whole thing. And oh. I can only show up when I can. I got like nine irons in the pot right yeah. now. Yeah, no, you know? man, they uh, I mean, there's a couple of the uh, prop dads that are just above and beyond, but then everybody else is fill in. But it's all about the girls. And you're and, the one that's above and beyond. You can no, I'm kind of that guy that's, hey, I will uh, get there when I can. I will bring some music and I'll bring some beer and then we're good. Yeah. Um, but, it's, well, yeah, you've helped out with, you've done the father-daughter dance. I, I and have. Stuff. And now my daughter is like too old for it now. <clears throat> so you also know that point because yeah. I have two that are there. And one of them is starting to get to the age where, Dad, you're just not cool anymore. It's not that Rye's like, I'm not cool anymore. She's just like, it's okay, Dad. I don't want to do it. Because it's like another dance she has to learn. And more she already steps, has nine fucking work. dances. It's crazy. Like, dude, Rye does like eight or nine freaking numbers. It's nuts. I mean, I yeah. thought just <clears throat> like doing random stuff would be okay, but for the fact that they can learn these steps and then keep them completely separate from the next dance, I mean, man, all we had to do was learn like four, five, six, seven, step, step. 100%. Dip. Yeah. And, and these man, girls are learning learning nine nine dances and very going to school. Intri intricate dances. You know, and it's costing us a shit ton of fucking money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Extensions, we love you, <laughs> but I will never stop DJing because I need to keep making that money. 100%, man. Yeah. I'm in the same boat with you. Like, it's super expensive. So, uh, Pete, you don't you don't have any idea. So, like, yeah, no, I, I, don't, I, I have no, tuition for one. You got tuition for three. So, two now because my son finally dipped out and yes he oh he was killing the ladies or whatever he was only yeah, he's in fourth but he's grade now have that for life but yeah he's got uh, little steps or whatever but now he's like dad i'm doing sports i'm okay. gonna be a baller hey, good, good which is no cheaper i mean it's a little bit cheaper no than if we go through the schools it's a hundred percent cheaper because <laughs> at least at least you get to wear your uh uniform all yeah, season long yeah. versus your costume for well competitions Jesus five of them or whatever, so so but. pete so basically i pay i pay yeah i don't understand any of half this, i pay half of 300 dollars a month yeah. for tuition and then i got to pay half of all costumes which is like 900 dollars, and then i got to pay half half of 
five competitions that are a thousand bucks a piece. Dude, what the? Okay. <laughs> if you sit your girls down what? and ask them, you, I mean, the what they get out of it, you'll I'm, say I will do whatever it takes. I'm sure, hundred percent, a hundred percent sure of that. Ish. 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 Yes. yes. I, I believe you both that the amount of happiness and love that you get out of your daughters is uh, priceless. But but God damn, it's not priceless because it's fucking a lot of money. It is. I don't it's like a MasterCard commercial. I don't yeah. understand how you guys are no, able to. There's dads that walk around with shirts that say. I don't dance, I finance. Yeah, oh my yes, god, all the time. Oh, like god. they're all over the place. Like there's so many and like if you can make it to every single competition, they're like two and a half, sometimes three days long. Yeah. And yeah. they're you know, in Chicago, Minneapolis, Kansas City, Des Moines. Minneapolis Denver, is actually pretty Dubuque. big. I know, yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah, Dubuque, uh Wisconsin Dells. Um, you know, and so it's like all right, so it's commitment not only to go up there and watch all these because your daughter's in nine dances and there's a two hundred and sixty six of them every day. Oh man! Yeah, you know, so it's commitment, and some of those places sell booze, and God bless them. You know, <laughs> that's why showbiz them. should have always had like. Yeah, I mean, I think they did beer and stuff. Yeah, but God I mean, bless there's them. you got your hashtag dance moms for a reason. I mean, like Rita do those and some girls, of these other ladies rock it out. They got to do all the makeup and the hair and probably some other girls, too, because other moms are incompetent. I mean, everybody helps each other yeah. and stuff. No, and... it's it's a community. And, uh, you know, I don't feel like I'm that in the community that much because I'm not there as often as everybody else would be. But we on work the on hand, the weekends. Hey, I got I got to pay for this shit. You know, and you do too. You know, even in, in like the off season, like that's when weddings start popping up and you know, April and May and everything else. And uh it's it's a commitment. But Rise this will be her tenth year, so she'll get that whole award and all that stuff, you know. Good for her. Because where did where did you guys originally start from? Cherries. Okay. Um is that over where, on Center Point Road? That's where Jen, the owner of the New Dance Club, actually worked for for several years, and then was she a dancer? No, she was a teacher, and then she opened her own place and cherry picked a whole bunch of students out of Sherry's. Which, if I was Sherry, I'd be pissed. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure there's probably oh. hard feeling. I'm that's not... why when they see each other at competitions, like. Jen, Jennifer, the other, you know, the like that crazy stank eye and stuff. Oh, so. yeah. Dude, oh, it yeah. is bad, dude. Oh. It is crazy. And like our girls are so sweet and nice and they always say hi. And yeah. like Sherry's like they just snub us. It's that point where you find that fine line between business and personal and it's dance. It's all about emotions. Yeah, but and... here's the thing. Okay, so I run a DJ business and I got DJs who work for me. Now if they went out and they started a company to compete completely against me. I'd be pissed. Oh, yeah, man, I can't. You know what I'm saying? Like, I showed you everything about everything about this business. I'd be pissed about that. Th then that's why you uh, do that. Uh, no clause. No complete which... clause doesn't mean shit, dude. I mean, you can go to the court with that and everything else. But honestly, really, the judges can be like, well, you owe him fifteen hundred bucks, whatever. But the you're fuck totally personal. And, you know, the guys yeah. that you have have been there for you. For yeah, years. but, you know, I always worry about it. 
and I'm just man, I'm like, I mean, so this is my 15th year, but uh, congratulations, man! 15 you, years is great. Dude. Me, myself, and I. I mean, I'm the only person they deal with from start to finish, and I've never been late to a gig. As oh, far as start that's time, a lot of work, man. and I've never. I mean, it's I, also risky though. You have nobody to back you up if you ever got really sick or hurt. Oh man, it, I mean, yeah, if something were to happen, so I've got a couple go tos or whatever in case something hit the fan or whatever. And I do have my guy that helps set up and tear down and stuff because it's we do the uplighting and stuff. And you see, yeah, it's uh, it's crazy because people just think it's DJs a day, man. It's show a day. up. And just play some music. I'm like, Rita used to think all I did was DJ and party. And then she finally went to a couple of my gigs yeah. where I DJed for her friends or whatever and realized how much work there is behind it and stuff. And then she started to appreciate the work and the effort because the DJ gets blamed for everything or is always the go-to person no matter what is going on. 100%. And... Um, Man, you're going to make it work or you're going to make it. Here's the deal. We're the first people to walk into the place um, besides the people that are setting up the venue. If you know, if you have 10 people or whatever else, and we're the last people to leave. A lot of people have always asked, man, how many chicks have you brought home from weddings? And I said, zero. No, no, a lot. Zero. No, fuck no, you. No a lot, man. No drunk chick Don't is going to want to my... wait an hour for me to tear down. She's passed out and dude, the, on the bus. Dude, I've got car. a lot of love from like drunk Don't... bridesmaids and everything. But <sighs> you got to understand, it. it doesn't work like that. We're the first people there. You're ruining my fantasy. It, all this is a, uh, is a facade. Like a DJ, which you see at a wedding. Yeah. Great DJs. Are the first people there and the last people to leave. And, and every girl that's 100%. wants 100%. No, they don't. You got to find that fine I line. See, Man, though. so you got to watch that fine line between them flirting with you yeah. because they think you're cute or handsome. Or you're the star of the party. Or they just want their damn song played. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and here's the deal, so Pete. So you need to respect that. And then. Pete, I've done 800 plus weddings. Dude. I know you have. I know you And do. not once yeah. have I ever taken home a bridesmaid. Make that happen now. That is not true. No, I never have. Never have. Because I'm the last person to leave. Who wants to sit and wait around while all their friends left? And I still have a half hour teardown. Oh, and by the way, the uplights. And by the way, I got a photo booth over here. I got a teardown. No, man. It's it's. I got to all pack it up. The party I, continues. The DJ doesn't. A hundred percent. And we, uh, what were we going to say? No, are, it's no, it's you guys are killing me. It's that's the truth, though. You have such a a, a, a glorious, uh, luxurious um, no, situation. What everybody here. thinks, but that's, that's what not I true. think. That's not what it is. True. Your job to completely control the entire evening to make sure everything yes. stays on tact and on time. So you're even involved in the. So it's great when I find out that they had, they hired a wedding planner. Yeah. I'm like, that's awesome. But once the reception starts, it's my show. The wedding planner is, (laughs) is conferring with you. Yes. And they're like, so when is this? Well, here's my timeline. And based on when we started, uh, we're about 15 minutes late. So here is what we're going to do. And like the wedding planner loves a DJ who's like that because most DJs are fucking douchebags, especially wedding DJs 
are fucking douchebags, and there's only a handful of them in town. Fuck you, Adam Seriously, Sandler. there's really only a handful of them that can actually perform the job correctly. Because the biggest thing is not only are we trying to keep like the bride and groom on point, the wedding party. Man, I mean, the wedding part, it's its crazy because, I mean, once the intros are about to happen and you have to rile everybody up and get everyone on point, I mean, they're at that party point. Dude, they're drunk as shit, mostly. Yeah. And it's like, then you just got to put that parent voice in and drop that bass in your voice. And you got to tell them what's up. And you say, and listen, I'm in charge right now. You take charge. Yeah. And you do it in a respectful, tactful manner. But the show's got to go on, so you make sure it happens, and then you always, with the photographer and the videographer, you always make sure that they are where they're supposed to be, so they get the shots, because you will get nailed if all of a sudden you started doing speeches or whatever, and they weren't Or ready. even the so, intro without them being ready. Man, and you always try to find that fine line of where they are walking and where so the intros. So you and I can agree that uh, at, at, before they even get there, I get with the videographer and the photographer and be like, hey, listen, Definitely. here's my timeline. Here's And, they're, and it's so weird that so many people you know, that work with DJs are like, you guys are really professional. Exactly. They, like, and I'm it's like, a shock that you're talking to them yeah, to be on the same you page. Up. Yeah. I mean, our our page is the bride and groom. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And I mean, if and they're happy. Need, and then we need the speeches. And then we need, you know, the, the parent speeches and the first dance. And after all that shit, fucking really all hell can break and loose. let loose. Yeah, because at that point... You know, usually the photographers are gone by eight, and you're you're scheduled there till eleven or twelve, and you just you just you know to the window, to the wall. Oh, and balls. there was just a, yeah. I saw a Facebook post, um, yeah. like a, a DJ uh, Facebook post, something about oh thought you were playing the edited version, and then it wasn't or whatever, and it was kind of funny little meme or whatever. But uh, <laughs> see, that's always in my consultation with DJs, man. right, or with uh, wedding people, right? And I'm like, when do you want me not to play edited? And some people are like eight o'clock, and I'm like, how about ten? <laughs> I was going to say 8 o'clock is why I you somewhat know, suit I'm, my be, DJ. Because like some some of these people are like, we just want – I'm like, yeah, but you're going to have kids. And like, <laughs> you know, you don't want me to play till the sweat drops down my balls till all these bitches crawl. Yeah. And they still – oh, you my skeet, God. And skeet, skeet, motherfucker. Skeet, skeet, skeet. Uh, God damn! God you know, damn. you can't do that. And even if you play the edited version, they're still singing yeah. the non-edited version. But you try to well, mix it up. You know, but that's okay, though. That's on them. I mean, so it's crazy because I've always told, like, my bride and groom and stuff. I'm like, you guys, people walk away from a wedding, and they are either that DJ was awesome or that DJ sucked. But a part of that is up to the bride and groom because they set – where you are at and what you're allowed to play 100%. or whatever. So, People, I mean, and I'm not putting any pressure on them, but you, I mean, in 15 years, I've done probably four weddings where the bride and groom did not want me to, to take requests. And they had, I was lucky enough that they had an awesome playlist that it was mixing it up for everybody. 
But then, I mean, guests start to drink, they start to dance, and they start to request stuff. And what they're requesting is what gets them to dance. Yeah, but sometimes requests from people are not good requests. Oh, no. So you got to pick and choose. Yeah, because they'll request something that they love listening to in their car. Yeah. Or in the shower or by themselves in the dark. Hey, listen, I think that's a great song, but it's a horrible dance song. (laughs) No, no, everybody's going to love it. And you got to know. To be like that fine line. All right. All right. Yeah. I'll so my favorite, you. my famous words are, "I'll see what I can do." I'll, I'll see, see what I can do. So for all God. everyone out there, if I've ever said that to you, that either means one, I'm really going to see what I can do, or I'll I'm s- not playing that or shit. I say, <laughs> I'll see if I can find it. I'll see what I can do. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see if I can find but it. But then they stand there and wait to yeah. see if you're gonna. Oh. Man. Yeah. No, I no, told I you I'll it. see what I can. Motherfucker. <laughs> And oh man, and, and you work with the venues and stuff, and it's always my bride and groom are always number one, but then the venue and everyone else is a close second. Yeah. Because if you piss off a venue or whatever, whether you're playing too late or pushing it too far, then th- I never play too late, man. Ever, literally, I have it up to within a minute before or a minute after, like when I'm supposed to play. Yeah, and then if the bride and groom come up. And say, hey, can we get another 30 minutes? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I need some money. <laughs> oh, I always, I always. Touch no, you. cash up front. Because like, I seriously. let them, I yeah. let them um, kind of do the like the last call. Yeah. I mean, sometimes they already know what song they want for the last song yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But then however they're feeling, I'll touch base. Nope. And then you say your few words and then you're done. If they don't whatever, say anything, so. I'm done when my contract yes. says it's done. And if they're like, oh, can you go another half hour? I'll be like, are you paying me cash? And if it's somebody I know actually pretty well, I'd be like, hey, I'll bill you. It's no big yeah, deal. Um, He's still going to bill him. Yeah. 100%. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It gets crazy. So here's my question to you two guys. Iowa was uh, one of the first states ever, one of the first states to legalize gay marriage. Have either of you done a gay marriage yet? Yes. I've done one. Yeah. Well, both I've, done, I've actually done, done, done two. I've done a couple so, as well. Yeah. Really? Okay, yeah. good. But it's funny that good. Iowa is not the first state to fucking legalize marijuana. I didn't say it was. I was say one of the first states, motherfucker. God damn it. Okay. But fuck Iowa because, uh, you know, legalize marijuana. Seriously. Yeah. Well, Illinois Don't is going to be. And yeah. Don't do it. Don't do it. Yes. And so. What? You're probably going to have some people shut off your podcast, but I'm. Uh, I don't think they should. No, I think they should because I want to make money off of it. No, I, in the state that's that's why it will eventually be legalized. I give sure, it two more years. Sure, because the state can make money. Because yeah. they can make money, and that's all that matters. So you're against pot? Yeah. You don't like pot? No. Why? Man, I just I I think anything that you're putting into your lungs is uh, causing damage. But I'll I'll, I'll drink Actually, to that. that. I'm that's with you, fine. I'm with I'll you drink to there. that. That's yeah. fine. Hey, I was always... Hey, I'll drink to that uh, man. 100%. That's and true. I'm, that's true. There's enough poisons that I put into my body or whatever that, I mean, you kind of pick and choose your battles. Okay, but let me ask you this, Reigns. Yeah, we got um, we to... Because it's crazy. Up. Because when I tell people I don't smoke, they're like, bullshit, you're lying. No, no, no. Because I, they're like, you <clears> look <throat> like a pothead. Okay, like, what about... What, what if you ingest... <laughs> hey, Jesus. what if you ingest marijuana? And it goes through your liver just like the alcohol you're drinking is. Ma- so, Think about that. So, so that I'm just bad? saying my own p- personal preference. I know. So if you ingest marijuana, it goes through your liver, and it's ingested completely um, different. I'm against marijuana, period. Why? 
it's Man, natural. It's, just, it's way better than alcohol. I've gone through my whole life not, and that's fine. But what what has made it so bad for you? I wouldn't know. I know. I wouldn't know. Maybe you would drink less if you ingested marijuana. But I love to drink. I know, but that's horrible for you. So people, it's like people die every day of, and, of and, alcohol. And I, t- I totally understand the contradiction or whatever. Yeah. And be like, oh, you drank and you were drinking before you were of age and stuff and. It's just, man, so my dad and my mom rocked out in the 60s and stuff. My dad became a drug and alcohol counselor or whatever, and my parents never pushed on me about not doing this or doing this or whatever, but just personal choice. See, I would rather smoke weed than drink. And that's what a lot of— Or eat weed or— like vape weed or whatever. That's and the vape is crazy. Yeah, and I don't oh, know if that's good or not. Man, I don't know if it's good or not. And I'm not saying any of it is good or bad. I mean, right. obviously, alcohol is not good for you. Yeah, and stuff. It's just my own personal choice, and I think that whether you pick one battle okay, to but fight. If- when your kids <clears> – <throat> okay, so I, I know a lot of people who have uh, high school I love kids. the fact that – so when my kids are – I mean my oldest is What if they grade. choose to smoke weed instead of drink or eat weed or ingest weed or whatever instead of drink? I hope to God they're responsible, and I hope they can talk to me about it. Would you be cool with that? I would not be judgmental and shut things out. Uh, my parents are always pretty open because with here's, me. Because here's what stuff, I know. So. I have a lot of friends who have kids that are um, in high school. Right, and what it's I've understood shit, was, it's scary. And what I've understood was, as more high school kids will smoke weed, eat weed, vape weed instead of drink, and it's because the repercussions of alcohol, right? So they don't want to drink a drive, um, and and, drive and they time. and they feel that el- uh, you know marijuana doesn't impair you like alcohol does at all, and which they're they're one hundred percent correct. Yeah, so, so you're going to come up to a point here where, you know, I mean, your, your, your daughter, my daughter. So when almost, jobs and stuff are still. I know, but they're going to have to let that go. It's going to have to happen. Okay. So you can, you can. So stop. they just keep letting things go. They got to, they got to quit. They got to quit testing for marijuana, man. There's really nothing wrong with it. You want somebody high running some high production crazy machinery they'll do it super slow <laughs> you know okay. no, I mean, the rpms just went way down hey not profitable but it's, it's not profitable it's okay. gonna be right because you just made one part per 30 minutes yeah <laughs> but it's really good <laughs> that is the right. best piece of every anything that has yeah. ever come off and like let's do another one you know, I mean, but if you're drunk, you're going to fucking speed through the stop sign. You're going to wait at the stop sign if you're high to turn green and you're going <laughs> to sit there and wait. You know, and what I'm saying is no, you know, man. the whole the whole thing about marijuana in the 50s and 60s was bullshit because the the country wanted to make their money off of alcohol. Yeah. And that's really what it was. Prohibition was still in full effect. And they realized, oh, man, we're making a ton off this. You know who's against fucking marijuana more than anything? Big Farm and alcohol. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, Marlboro or whatever. And Not stuff. even cigarettes. No, no, you'll still smoke when you're smoking weed. Like but they're, smoke they're, cigarettes. I mean, well, yeah. they're starting to come but out big with vape farm. stuff, too. But Big Farm um, and alcohol do not want people smoking weed because when big. you smoke weed, you don't need drugs from the fucking pharmacy it's and big you business. don't need alcohol because when you smoke weed, you don't like to drink. 
I, so, I sat down with Keith Vila, no, man, the I, owner of true. Blue Moon, the owner of Blue Moon, and he said, I got a, a, a hemp-fused beer ready to roll in Colorado. So that means that you can drink the beer and you'll feel the alcohol, and then you'll get high afterwards. And what? He, yes. Okay, that might that, be kind that's of interesting. kind of fucking cool, man. Oh, my God. See, now like, all of a sudden Reigns is no, like, well, now wait I, a minute. I, now we need to turn some black lights on or something. <laughs> Dude, and you don't need it because he's like, two beers? You get an alcohol buzz and you're high as balls. It's exactly. And I'll show you the picture after this podcast here of me and Keith Vila. And we talked about this shit. You might remember the guy in Blue Moon commercials, yes. right? And this is 100% true all day. And see, so, and it's not even argument or whatever. It's just personal preference. I've gone through my, like in high school and stuff, all my guys were like, oh man, let's see who can get Reigns to smoke first or whatever. I and think nobody could smoke. do it. Nobody could do it because it was just, I just went I, through my life not doing it. So you don't smoke cigarettes? No. Hell, you don't smoke hell. anything. And in anybody out there that smokes cigarettes, you need to stop Correct. now. Correct. 100%. With all right. You. I'm, I'm going to give you that. a gummy bear. I'm with you on that. And we're going to hang out and let the couch melt us in. As long as you're <laughs> sitting on my lap, then we'll be good. Then no, I'm going to melt into you. Like, no. <laughs> you're going to try and fuck with him on edibles? No. What I'm saying is is that he doesn't want to smoke weed, and which is totally fine. Well, well, just vape, just weed in general. It's like no, I'm, but I'm 40. Yeah, take a gummy bear and experience <laughs> what weed does to you. Because But I've gone this long. Why? Why not? I mean, I haven't. I masturbated once when I was in seventh grade, and I haven't since. So why do it again? Oh, okay, you got all the good ass girlfriends. Okay, oh that's a damn God. lie. But, <laughs> all right, uh, I actually it. busted a nut before I got here. So, <laughs> and I love my wife. For and a she second, tells, I was just like, Jesus Christ, what like, is going on? Oh my God, he really no, has seventh grade. A I nut? I don't even think I knew what an erection was. So we're good. It was seventh and a half right. grade, but. Uh, no, man, I'm just saying, hey, you can do it if you want to. Don't if you don't want to. But uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. And that's my all personal opinion. I won't say all just so I don't put all my guys out there. But, uh, no, majority of my friends are all heyday when it comes to it. And we have these, like, serious campfire discussions and stuff. And, no, I, I, I feel what they're saying and what they're going with. But it's just a personal preference. And it's right. like I've gone this long. I'm with you, man. But then the argument is then, yeah. So when uh, my eighth grader um, is hitting high school next year and, I mean, kids are getting crazier and crazier and dumber and dumber as we speak. And hopefully they make the right choices. Or, but do you want your daughter and son to be chiefing up? No, I don't. No, I don't at all. And here's the, here's the thing. My son just went out to Colorado here about a month ago with his uh, mom and his grandmother uh, to meet his uh, or to hang out with his uncle. And I said, how was Colorado? And they're in a small town about 100 miles away from Denver. Ooh, and uh, yeah. And uh, and he goes like an was, hour and a half. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. And he's like, it was great. But Every place smelled like weed. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. wait, wait, you know what weed smells is? Like, I do yeah, now. Yeah. It smells like a skunk. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, well, it's, it's you know, it's fucking Colorado. I get it. And my my dad and my mom are like, so your son knows what weed smells like. And I'm oh, like, no. okay. I would rather him know than not. Yeah. And on the and other hand of it. pretty he, distinct smell. Too. And he's yeah. just, you know, he's a good kid, man. He doesn't... He, 
just talk to me about it. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Just talk to me. Like, dude, I, they know how I feel about marijuana, and I don't think it should be illegal. I think it should be legal. I think, to be honest with you, alcohol should be illegal, and uh, marijuana should be something that is illegal. I mean, you got tobacco killing people every single fucking day. You got alcohol killing people every single day. Nobody's died from pot. Nobody. Uh, Unless they went through the intersection too slow and that semi hit them. And they're just like, what? They they didn't see it coming anyway. Yeah, exactly. But nobody has died from literally marijuana. No, so when you go back and think about your kids growing up and stuff, so you just hope that it's responsible and you have that relationship where whether it's smoke or drink, that they will respect and appreciate what you think about. I mean, just... Man, I mean, and you always think you know your kids. And I mean, man, growing up, my house was like the house that all my friends were coming to. My mom would hook up a big batch of spaghetti, and my friends would stay over and eat. And then she'd kick them out so I could do my hour of homework. And then we'd sneak out and go do stupid stuff or whatever. Yes. But my parents were always like, if you ever have a problem or ever have an issue, you call us. We don't want you to drive. No questions asked. Yeah, my mom Period. was always the same way. Yes. Like anytime I needed a ride home. And they like, weren't nope. saying go ahead this and be an asshole. This was after I was 18. <laughs> but they were just be, yeah. be yeah. safe. This was after I was 18. My mom was always like, you call me, no questions asked. I'll bring you home. We may talk the next morning. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, I was like 18, 19. Sometimes I'm like, I need out of here. I just want to go home. And uh, I didn't even live at home then. But she brought me home. And good, and that's how and it needs to be, so, man. So with with my kids, they're always going to have the, a key to my house, no matter what. Oh yeah, you always have a home here. Um, some people I've known growing up, you know, once they're eighteen, uh, you're out, and that's that, and you do not get a comeback. And I'm like, no, a hundred percent. You always have a key to my house. I don't give a shit if you just show up at four forty five in the morning and you're like, I need to stay here. All right, we're going to talk later, but I got to go to work. My wife is Lebanese, so uh, the whole family thing is like through and through. Right. Really super deep. So, hey, no, I wanted, I kind of wanted to ask you about that, to be honest with you. So, I had a girl um, come to my house. She was Lebanese, right? We're not going to name names. Uh, I'm not going to name her name. Um, she had fake tits. Um, go, oh, they were some, they were amazing. But anyway, um, she made us dinner. Is that a Lebanese t- type of thing? Totally. Oh, so, I mean, oh, really? No, I mean, she. Wait, were you dating or just hooking up? Oh, ho- hooking up F- for a while. You know, she probably thought maybe you guys were thicker than you were letting on to be. But uh, no, that's definitely a Lebanese thing, man. The food comes thick in the family oh or that's what she it was all so about she was the food stri- she was straight up telling you that she really liked you uh-huh. so maybe you got crazy d or she really <laughs> or you had her heart or whatever but uh crazy for her to cook d. and then if family is involved then yes because yeah the she invited meals, the neighbors and everything i mean oh. we had like we had like we had eight people over and she cooked for everyone and then she spent the night and it's uh no, I, it's it's a it's a good thing because it's uh, I mean between the uh, the food and the family and the hookah 
and oh yeah the, the, uh, the hookah the flavor there you I, go. so i will i will say i do smoke some crazy flavored hookah so you do smoke so but but i don't inhale <laughs> i don't inhale how do you not inhale with smoking i just put it in my cheeks and push it back out without anybody looking i'm bill clinton god damn it so <laughs> That was a phenomenal political reference that I I will always love. So, Thank you. Thank you, Reigns. And it, it's all about the family and the experience. I mean, hookah is part of the culture and stuff. And, man, when we got married, we had the house full of family. And, and what's crazy is because growing up, I mean, like, um, black folks are always like brother. And then, like, this is my brother, this is my brother, this is my brother. Like shit. Okay, who is it actually your brother? Arabic Lebanese culture. Everybody's your cousin. Ah. So I was really trying to figure yeah. out who was Rita's actual cousin oh. and not cousin. <laughs> but it didn't matter because everybody's family and stuff. So, yeah. And man, I mean, she would she cooks up a storm. So yeah, that girl dug you, man. So oh. you might want to call her. Yeah, you kind of mm. fucked that up, huh, Pete? Yeah, well, now she wore a thong. No, so, Rye came over uh, one day, hung out with your girls, and uh, they practiced dance last wait, year. Rye hung out with his girls? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're dance. the same dance camp. Yes. Oh, you guys are? Oh, yeah. all right. That's how we know each other. Yeah. yeah. We're dance dads. All right. Yeah. And uh, dance dads, you guys are so fucking gay. You guys are so man, fucking gay. Hey, dance dads know how to throw down. Dude, so. we can do a dance if we need to. We will rock right. out the music. All right. We will dance to it. We yeah. will build the props just to put something behind us while we're dancing, and it's totally good. All right. And then all we right. still have to give our I kids. bring the beer. Man, so, <laughs> yes, that's all you got to do. No, but uh, Rai came over, and, and she was like, we had this sandwich. I don't know what it was, but it was amazing because uh, it was before dance class, and Rita took him over there. Maybe you did. <laughs> And she's like, this sandwich was the best sandwich I've ever had. And I was like, was it like a turkey sandwich? She's like, no. P&J? Yeah, it, yeah, it's peanut butter and jelly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, she's like, it was something else. Like, the meat in it was something different I've never had. I don't know. This was like last, like, April or May or something so like I that. So I don't know all the, like, the names of everything. But, yes, when they, I mean. And she was like, this was so good. And I was like. And and Rye loves food. And uh, either yeah. like with Lebanese food, either you love it or don't dig it yes. and stuff. So I yes. like, like with the food. sweets or whatever. Yeah. The oh, sweets are yeah. either a hit and miss and stuff, but it's all about family. That's where the food is at and man, I mean they get together and do this stuff and my girls are learning some of the uh the Arabic words and stuff only because mm. um mm. Rita swears a lot in Lebanese. <laughs> yep. no, and it's I'm, crazy because yeah, she doesn't care. I mean, yeah. if the kids are messing up, she will just let them know right then and there. But like summertime, if our windows are open, my kids know something just hit the fan because I will go around the house yeah. and shut the windows and they know that uh, shit's about to hit the fan. Yep. Because I'm not trying to have my neighbors hear it. Rita, she doesn't care. And she will go in and out of Lebanese and American and cuss them out and or cuss throw you down. Out. No, that's a given. That's a given. I, <laughs> if you see me also putting the windows up, that means I know I'm about to get it too. Yeah, so. you got oh, it, man. Oh, done. Done. Man. You guys have been married how long? 
16 years. Nice. Congratulations. Thank man. you. Are that you is serious? so great. You've been married for man. 16 years. Yeah, I know. He looks like what a kid, man. Yeah. Yeah. Look, yeah. I mean, I, I act like a kid. Yeah. So. But, uh, do, you, do you have any, like, new sexual experiences? I mean, just like, by Jesus myself. <laughs> by myself. No, I mean, I'm just kind of curious. It's like yeah, 16 years. She like, just tells me to get out of her way and stay out of the way. So oh. it's, you try to make that moment, and like we have a date night on Tuesday, but Dude. it's a family date night. But like uh, Friday, I did a little holiday party or whatever, and she was part of it. And man, I love Rita because she is my go-to whether I'm DJing, um, just like friends, or I mean, obviously my wife is only coming to par- gigs that I'm like personal with sure. people or whatever yeah. and stuff, but. Man, she, she's not afraid to get out there. I mean, she will get she on the dance, dance by herself, yeah, just to get people out there. And, and she she supports me on that. Um, do you still give her uh, orgasms? Jeez, most please. of the orgasms she probably has is probably by herself. Oh or, no! What the no. fuck, man? <laughs> Love you, Rita. No, uh, I hope so. Oh, we're not I trying to get so. that in detail here. All right, um, sorry. Our moments are uh, watching TV and having quiet time without the kids in the house. Yeah, oh, you gotta have that, man. You gotta have that. Sixteen years, dude. I mean, you guys have been together longer than sixteen years. You've been married sixteen years. We started dating when I was twenty. No, we no. started dating when I was twenty. So you guys 20. Have been together twenty years. She has a couple years on me. So, I mean, we both went to Regis, and uh, she's got a few years on me, but she actually grew up across the street from me, and me and my guy and my other buddies used to watch her and her friends lay out. Miss Parker! Miss Parker! Yes! (laughs) Thank you! Yes! And then confettis! Confettis! Was the kicker because one night at yeah. confetti's, she was there with like her girlfriends or whatever. Yes, and oh. she came up to me. She's like, "Oh, you're my little neighbor boy." Oh, like shit. any manhood that I ever had just went out. You're my little neighbor yeah, boy. Yeah, but she married you. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. man, I mean, so, and I was in a cast and on crutches. I had surgery. Two days later. <laughs> okay, first of all, you're at Confetti's. She comes up. Confetti's, which is the old shakies. Oh, man. Thank you. Yeah. How many times did you ever fall into that damn pond or creek or whatever? Never. Not once. Man, okay. I, Twice. I've ruined like three <laughs> pairs of shoes because I kept getting pushed into it. And then you just stand there like you're crazy, and then you walk around with sloshy socks. So. Yep, 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 yep. yep, yep. <laughs> Twice. Yep, yep. But so then, uh, man, so she came up, asked me to dance, and she's like, oh, you're on crutches. I'm like, of course, you see me on crutches, so you know I can't dance. But three days later, she came to my house across the street with a card and balloons. Hi. Uh, she liked you. Oh, and she yeah. left her pager number. And pager. she's like, call me. Motorola. Man, three seven five eight one three five. Ah, yeah, and then you had to decode the the message. Oh that they man, sent. either yeah. you had like four one one nine one one sixty nine. I love you with something like three, four, five, six, or something. Because we, I went yeah. through Premiere Page, so we Ooh. got to leave voicemails. Yeah, I went through Arch Link in Dubuque because I was because you were in Dubuque, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. I had a purple uh, clear 
Motorola. Pager. I still have my pager. I I still do too at my mom's house. <laughs> and I would honestly prefer to have five my five seven. Six uh seven six nine nine. You don't know your shit. You calm the fuck down. Five, man. No, because my phone number is five five seven one seven nine nine, and then my pager number is five five seven six uh seven six nine nine. Somebody call that number. Oh, nobody I'm sure his leg is about to vibrate. Yeah, it's, it's gonna go bullshit. off. It's bullshit. It's all bullshit. But it's I, I bullshit. waited. I waited like three days it's to not call. Bullshit. Her. It's seriously not. Oh yeah, I keep forgetting we're videotaping. Yeah, I mean, stuff. So. Yeah. But I waited three days to call her, and then I did. And uh, you waited three days, man. I, I tried to be a man about. It. I was right so answer. scared. I called, That's and then the right would answer. hang up. Ah! I was scared. Of shit. <laughs> she yeah, started sixty nine. She knew you man. were calling. You She's know? like, I see you out yes! the window. She, she called me out. She's like, I see you were you. in your window calling. I seen you hang up. <laughs> and man, and that's oh my god, with like our girls growing up and dating, man. I mean, we used to have to call the house and respect the family. I mean, whether you called and hung up or just took the phone off the hook or whatever the case may be. But, man, I mean, nowadays they just text each other. And, no, there's no dating my kids unless I meet you and get to hear what you have to say. Right. No, I'm right there with you, man. Uh, my son has a girlfriend, and he's had her since. Uh, Are you serious? Yeah, he's had Xander? her since, like, last February or whatever. Are you serious? Yeah, but she lives down in in uh, Arizona now. So I got to like, fuck with him, man. I got to fuck yes. with him. I got to fuck with him. So, Wait, that's a good thing? No, she... well, they got caught making out in some rooms because he had a key because, a like. A key? Well, because uh, he was what doing room? the, at, at Vernon Middle School. Um, he was, Dang. he, uh, he did the morning show, right? Like the video show and everything. And he produced it. That's where all this is from. And, uh, then he got busted. Stolen merchandise. And so he got busted going into his vacant rooms. <laughs> just with calling him out. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's going to edit this too. Is the best part. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. And I, and I was like, Hey bro. Hey man, I, I, I get it. He's like, no, we're just kissing. I'm like, I know what that leads to, but, uh, Listen, the, so you the guys teacher, got a call or whatever? Teacher, no, his mom found out because of his text on his phone. Wait, oh, wait, okay, so the school so didn't the school bust didn't, No, okay. And so Until I was like, do you, do you want me to tell Mr. Lang, and uh, who's his favorite teacher, which I'm friends with his dad, and uh, he's like, no, and I was like, all right, here's a here's a deal, bro. Uh, stop doing this shit. <laughs> You're gonna get busted, and the and and more importantly, like the teachers gave you a key because they trusted you. Don't fuck this up. Don't fuck. This you know, up. and he was hotel like, motel. Yeah. You know, empty classroom in. Um, but <laughs> but then you, as a parent, you have to find that I fine was, line. I was of, too, super. Cool. I'm gonna bust your ass. And but... I was like, you know, him and his mom, uh, his mom and I both were like. This can't happen again. Same page. And so, yeah. I, yeah. you know, like yeah. uh, the next week, he's like, yeah, I told uh, my girlfriend that I got busted. We all got busted. And I was like, I don't want to ever deal with this again because I know what this is about. And I don't care if you're just making up a bullshit. Like, I don't believe any of that. So knock it off. And And I'm like, if you want to keep doing what you're doing, don't do this. Okay, there'll be plenty of time for this in the future. So, did you ever talk to her or have uh, no. conversations or nope. anything? No, I just talked to her. Did you see her since that happened? No, she moved away about three weeks later to Arizona. 
So now he's like, can I uh, FaceTime with my girlfriend? And he goes in the basement. Whatever the fuck they do, I don't really care because it's FaceTime. He can't get her pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) I know. You know, I mean, am I an asshole? I don't know. No. No. Actually, to be honest with you, hey, this is the best type of relationship a guy could have with his son and heartbreak is a b though man i mean you go through that first heartbreak which... well he already went through that with uh a couple other girls so what he, he's had a couple Wait, other he's girlfriends. a freshman now nah, yeah yeah i mean think about we we're eighth grade man i mean come on shoot so, I, I loved everybody in that anybody that yeah, would just say hi to me no here's the crazy part like uh you know uh the other day he's like i asked him i said what, uh, what do you want for christmas and he goes, well, I don't know, this and that and the other thing. Maybe a plane ticket to Arizona. And I was like, plane ticket to Arizona? You oh, see your girlfriend? No! Like, and he goes, I'll stay with you know her parents and everything. And yeah! I go, and I go, listen, Xander. And I stopped the car and I pulled over to the side <laughs> yeah. of the road. And I said, I'm a cool dad. But I'm not that fucking cool. Because I know it's going to happen. And no way in hell am I going to send my kid down to go see his 15-year-old girlfriend when he's 15. Uh, and stay at, stay at her house. And he goes, okay. I mean, it was worth a shot. And they're, and they're staying down there. I mean, that's where she's staying. That's where she lives. So, yeah. Uh, and and he goes, it was worth a shot. <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm, I'm not mad at you for asking. Yeah. All you got to do is ask. Man. Hey. And I'm yeah. like, I'm cool as fuck, but not that cool. Not that cool at all. Man. 100% not that cool. I can't yeah. even imagine. So then... You said that he already went through a couple high school little or little heartbreaks or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that doesn't count. No, one he was kind of tore up over. The other one, they're still friends and they're really cool. Um, you know, but what are you what are you doing, Pete? None of your business. Pete got drunk off of like. I think he's got a poop. Yeah. No. <laughs> and I love man. I mean, going back and just. Oh, oh, Pete. Jesus, sorry about that. Jesus Christ. Man. (laughs) Just like DJing weddings and stuff. You see these moments where these bride and grooms are out on the dance floor. And that is, I mean, that's kind of my woosah moment. Because I'm always nervous when we DJ to make sure like the ceremony and the first dances are on point. And nothing is messed up. Have you ever been to a wedding where the bride and groom got in a fight at the end? I have. It's fucking like, oh my god. Oh, it is the worst. One with the bride and groom, and then there was one with it was the bride and the bride's mom that led into the groom and then like the groom's parents or whatever. And it just got escalated. It, it, It went above and beyond and then all I... I mean, first of all, you try to stay out of it because you think it just might monitor and take care of itself. But then you politely go over, hey, take this outside or whatever, and just be good with it. It's not worth it. This is our moment, your moment. Let's just be good and stuff. And because the one wedding, they it was a friend photographer that was there the entire night, and they were supposed to have a send-off with sparklers. And I'm like, ah, somebody's going to catch on fire if we do it like this. So you guys just need to go outside, regroup, leave this stuff alone, come back in, deal with this tomorrow. I don't, I'm not asking questions. It's not my business, but 
you have 175 guests here that are watching what you're doing. So, and they're trying to do sparklers. They were trying to... Man, Which they, is the worst idea ever with all that lace and all oh, that shit. man. Yeah. I mean, it's... We, I've done a couple of sparkler send-offs, and you better make darn sure that they are spread apart and everybody's on the same page. And that's where the DJ comes in and gets either blamed for everything or you just need to make sure you manhandle it. And make Or you sure, stay the fuck away from it. <laughs> man, I mean, it's crazy because everybody wants that perfect moment and nobody realizes what effort goes into making that happen. So... But then, at the end of the day, I mean, you just reach back out at the end of the night when everybody says goodnight and kind of hope for the best. So, You've done a lot of great work, man. And I'm, I'm proud to call you my friend. You know, I mean, uh, besides the whole DJ business, but uh, we've, you know, hung around each other for the last five years here. Good and, dude, man. And uh, we've, we've had a lot of fun together, you know. What and, do you got coming up here, man? Man, so right now it's kind of the half a off season. I've got a wedding next weekend, but then you've got the the uh, holiday parties because they're not allowed to say Christmas anymore. I've got a couple of Christmas parties, and uh, man, wedding season usually doesn't start back up until like May, April, but I've May, got yeah. um, a couple weddings in january and february we're gonna rock it out in kinnick in february um but some holiday parties i work third shift still trying to do my things with my kids and family and so what about uh you know like bar and nightclub gigs how come we never see you out there doing those don't do it i know why okay so first of all you know weddings plan out like a year year and a half in advance but unless it's a private party I stay away from it. Man, it's just, I work third shift, and uh, dealing with that lifestyle and the craziness, I can't do it anymore. I I mean, I've done some uh, bar business back in the day when I first started, like some minor stuff with a little karaoke, but I'm too old for it. You just don't want it. I don't want to. I mean, the, uh, the fun, the romance, and the money is for the weddings and... Since they gig out so far ahead of time, I save a couple of my spots. I've got three kids, so I try to leave open any possible dates so I can be that DJ dad to DJ all their school events. Oh, nice, man. Ish. Ish. Ish, <laughs> man. I'm still working on it because right now, I mean, so I'm at Erskine Eagles. We got McKinley Bears. And then next year, we got the Washington Warriors. Uh, but man, I mean, DJing school events is the most work I will ever do. Picking and choosing, like, I mean, you do middle school or elementary school, you kind of pick and choose and have to be real careful with what you play. Sure. Yeah. And then with the high school, I mean, they're like growing up and they want to hear the good music. But you have to play the edited, but you're also trying to be safe on what you're playing. Sure. So you try to meet that fine line of what are the kids going to really rock out and enjoy versus make sure that teachers don't trip and call you back next year. Yeah, you know, so uh, I I haven't done a high school dance in like seven, eight years. 
Uh, I, and my company does. I, I bring Commando and Verbatim and, the, and those guys out. To oh, do yeah. That because Troy's they, done they some watch stuff. Oh, dude. It's like crazy. crazy and stuff. Like, and Troy's like 50 yeah. years old, man. Like, he, I mean, dude, you know. He's uh, going to pull up in his wheelchair and still be rocking stuff out. Yeah, so, he will man. be. You know. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, you know, I mean, with wedding events and everything else, man, uh, you look really, really good, man. You've got a great setup. You got the skirts over your freaking uh, tripods and everything, uh, which I haven't done. I just, you know, I was like, eh, I'm not going to do that. But your setup looks really, really good. Man. Thank you. And I just want to give you props. So, you know, props out to Encore Entertainment. Definitely book them. Um, I send my business your way when I don't have Because you always stuff. know. I mean, yeah. man, you got, you got a few guys, awesome guys that work with you. But always, if you are booked, the next question is, who do you recommend? You're, you're one of my top and guys. You are yeah. my first. Yeah. Because you got man, you guys always bring it, and it's always about the personal touch that always adds to it, man. So, because a DJ will make or break your wedding or party. Hundred percent. Period. Hundred percent. So, People don't realize that. You know, when they go into like a wedding, they're like, "What about your decorations? What about your?" your venue what about uh your catering and all and, and all this stuff and that really honestly doesn't matter because nobody walks away going god man that food is really good but that dj sucked nobody says that all they say is the dj sucked um it's about making the experience nobody's gonna say i'm gonna say the top three that i think about is like people will always go back and post about how the bride looked how the cake looked and how the DJ was. Yeah, 100%. That, that would be my three kind of go-to. Yeah. I mean... And, and it's a venue is good, too. Well, yes. I mean, the venue is always a definite um, push or shove. Yeah. And, man, it's... There's so many good ones out there nowadays. Yeah. And there's more coming up. And they, we, we had talked about, oh, we need to get together. Because it's crazy. Because, like, some of the venues that are old school have that old school vibe that which people they like want. That. Yeah, people but like that. But then the new the nice thing about some of the newer buildings is they are thinking about okay, what does my DJ need? What does my caterer need right. to make sure this is good for everybody? Because in a whole, I mean the DJ, I mean like you said, you are meeting and introducing yourself to the caterers, the photographer, and you are the one that will make the show period a hundred percent man and 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 it's and it's wild so you know basically the the basic message here is to book a good dj book encore entertainment book generation x productions book vibrations um you know uh book some of the people that are reputable in the area because a hundred percent we all talk to each other and we're not out here to fucking undercut each other or anything else you know um it's a big enough business yeah and there's enough love out there. It's call, talk to people, and whoever you feel personal or with. Or email. I go through email. Yeah, I mean, man, yeah. I am – so I don't have a website, but I got my Facebook, and I'm third shift, so I will Facebook and I'll email you the hay out of somebody. I'll build you a website. Man, yeah. you might have to then. Yeah. I mean, 15 years, I mean, it's been long enough. I'll show you how to do it, and then after that, then you're good. Because it's one of those things that just talk to people – because the the, the whole te- I've gotten a couple calls by text, and I'm like, how are you getting any vibe off of me? Okay, 
Uh, I want some you of those to like are bullshit. Me or hate you know me. that, right? So, oh yes, I mean, have you gotten some of those? Just like some of the uh, media com and vote for so and so. No, no, no. I'm talking about somebody that hits you up either by email or text and says I'm deaf and I, uh, you know, I want to pay you X amount of money for this place and this and that, and it's like ridiculous. I got one of those, and and I, and I went through the motions, and then I realized it I didn't was reply back. It was a scam. So did you get nailed? No, no, oh, no. I, okay. I, I went through the motions up to the point where I realized it was a scam. And then I told him to go fuck himself. And I was like, so you can take your credit. Because he's like, take my credit card information. I'm like, what? I'm deaf, all this shit. That is, yes. yes. Like three years ago, I remember Dude, having it happens one like that. Like so. once a year. Yeah. And I'm like, so you can take your credit card information and stick it up your ass. And, uh, or just play along and send them back your information, and then just just completely no, fake I don't, it out. No, I don't put my information out there unless I well, know no, like fake real. information yeah. or whatever. But yeah, it's oh yeah, yeah. So it was kind of funny. I just wondered if anybody else got those too. I'm deaf. I'm hearing impaired. Could you please send me? And I'm like, oh, what? So, so you probably don't need a DJ then. <laughs> I mean, to be in a, a, a nice smart ass, but yeah. Yeah, they're always trying to book like way more than what I'm charging, and I'm like, well, that doesn't make any sense. I'll give you four thousand dollars. Yeah, it's something crazy like that. I like, just need one speaker, one uplight, and a microphone. You don't even have to have a wire to it. Perfect. Yes, I'm already on this. On it. Fuck you, <laughs> Reigns, man. Thank you for coming out, dude. Man, thank you. I was a little nervous. I'm still kind of nervous. Really? Yes. I mean, it's your first podcast, but uh, I guess my know. first podcast, the best podcast. Yes, yes, best Generation podcast. X, GXP, baby. But you always, I man. I mean, like we had, like you were always that go-to DJ from Brandon or whatever. And then I finally meet you. I'm like, who the hell is this dude? And then we got along. I'm of like, course. cocky dudes usually get along with cocky dudes, but then you realize it's not being cocky. It's just I'm confident in what I do. I'm not cocky, am I? No, you're good. I just you, you, I was you, just always like, hey, Reigns, finally, hey, come here, hug it up, come not, on. Not cocky is in like a hole or whatever, but just I'm good at what I do no, or whatever. Yeah, I am good at what yeah, I do. But... Man, I mean, I DJ on the weekend, so I never get to make the 90s parties that you yeah. and Rollin throw oh, and stuff. God, um, I was at the White Star um, on Whiskey Night uh, last Wednesday, Turkey Eve, and uh, verbatim was Timmy there. was yeah, there. Yeah. Tim was there. Verbatim. Yeah. DJ Verbatim. White Star has changed, man. 100%. I mean, it's so oh, cool. They still have the best damn chicken, period. And I will get that mixed platter Great and rock food. it out. But then we were there after the whiskey tasting at eight and just having some drinks verbatim. Started, started setting up. jamming, man. And then it just swarmed into like Young crazy. Kids. Young kids, yep. man. And I, that made me kind of think like back in our day, man, we used to rock out. We had the. Tycoon, we had yeah. shags, yeah. bucks, confettis, bucks. plateau. Plateau. Man, yes. I mean, the tycoon. Shout out to Phil Panky. Yes, man. <laughs> the plateau used to be the spot. Had to climb those 33 yeah. steps up top, but. It was like the airliner in Iowa City, you know? <laughs> so do you think, I mean, nowadays. No, I, it's so crazy because we play at, at, at uh, White Star 
and uh, these guys, like these kids, come in. Do they dance or is it? Yeah, just... they they dance and but, hang out oh, and everything. But a lot of them are like, they look. They're like, "Are you new? What's your name?" <laughs> I'm like, "No, I'm not." Make me feel old. No, I know I'm the oldest person in there because you guys don't. Besides know the owner, shit. I'm a hundred percent the oldest person in there. A hundred percent. And, uh, and like, for I what can... I noticed, they were respectable. Oh, dude. Or whatever. So, dude, it's like a late night happy hour, but every drink's like seven bucks and above. And so it's money. Yeah. And, uh, it's crazy. 9 30 to 12 30. That's it. Three hours. And it, man, I mean, and it bangs. And we just have a good time. We just bring, there's no lights, just a couple speakers and the DJ. They, no, they were rocking it out. And, uh, because some of uh, Rita's cousins met us down there, and they're like, "We're we're staying," and I'm like, "All right, yeah. I'm gonna go home and go to bed. I'll see you guys later and stuff." But yeah, because no, I enjoy. I mean, so we. I mean, DJ almost every weekend, and I work third shift, so my weekends free. I will just absorb. It's Friday night, man. Really. I just love not doing anything. No, that's great. And man. my kids are always wanting to have friends spend the night and stuff. So you're all trying to entertain them and make sure everybody's happy. But just tell them no. Oh yeah. I mean, Rye wants to have people over all the time, and I'm like, not this weekend. We're gonna hang out with your brother and me, and we're gonna watch Terminator Two. <laughs> that works too. <laughs> I was gonna say Elf, but yes, we no, can do Terminator. No, we uh, we went to Terminator uh, that that the last one. How whatever. was it? Oh my fucking god, it was great. It was the sequel really? to T2. Sequel Shut to T2 because James Cameron did it. So like the other three that were in the middle don't fucking matter. It was the sequel to T2 because Arnold was in in that, right? Yeah, he was in the other couple too. But this is like it picked up from. Uh, Linda Hamilton in the in the hospital, like you're all fucking dead. Blah blah blah. Like so I, I mean, I've missed a couple of them. You don't need to see them. Damn, all I'm you good. need to see is T two, and then see the last one, and it's literally the sequel to T two. Damn. All right. It's badass. So I'll keep that in mind because it's dude. It's good. Blu ray and DVD. Yeah, and then I, and me and my dad went and seen Midway too a week later. And oh, fucking hey, dude. That was deep, wasn't it? Unbelievably great. Woody Harrelson did a great job as Nimitz, and uh, great, great film. Woody, man, I mean, he's... Uh... I mean, I got a theater right back here, right? I got a 110-inch screen, but I like to uh, go to the movie theater and sit in the loungers. Those kind of freak me out, though. Yeah, you don't I mean, you. so I've been to a couple movies with them, and uh, yeah, if, if you pick your spot real quick, and I know all you Star Wars freaks have already got your tickets, <laughs> and you're, I bet you, you got your tickets, don't you? I don't. I'm not you a Star Wars guy. Okay. No, no. But then I was just uncomfortable because I was sitting on this couch, leaning back next to some some gal that I didn't know, so I kept looking around thinking Rita was going to walk in. And get crazy. I'm like, I am not cuddling with this chick. I mean, I don't even know her, but it was. So I, I just go with my kids. So uh... I was with my kids, but they were on the right side. Yeah. So you're leaning back, and they with... just pass out the, the popcorn. Did her hand touch her hand? You know, it I'm... was an accident. <laughs> 
It was an accident. <laughs> we might have drank out of the same soda. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember. Rita, you're a funny dude, dude. Oh my god. Rita, I love you. <laughs> I love my family. <laughs> Rain Sackett, ladies and gentlemen, where can they find you next? Uh, you do all private parties, so they and can't see you. Mostly out. all private what parties. What if I booked you for an event at White Star? Would you play? Hell yes. Okay. Are you kidding me? Let's get you booked down there. Man, hook me up on there because I love my 90s. I love my 80s. And I was Yeah, but a lot of them are young early. kids. I know. So you got to play like a lot of new stuff, too. I, I will put them on some stuff that they're not ready for. All right. All right. Well, let's get that booked up here after this podcast here. But we got Rain Sackett, ladies and gentlemen, Encore Entertainment. Definitely check him out. We got to get his website hooked up here. But uh, check him out on Facebook, Encore Entertainment. Rain Sackett. Awesome, you guys. Happy Christmas. Happy New Year. Thank you so much for having me. All right, man. Thank you, brother.